Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vandal Scoreboard Podcast. Zach Kellogg and Chris Dermer back at it again with our remote broadcast on KUI 89.3 FM. This is a pre-recorded episode, recorded remotely for both of us. Chris, how you doing today? Not too bad, Zach. It's Friday. I uh, wish it wasn't snowing, but it is. So there's that. Hey, listen, it's, it's that time of year now. We, we know what's happening. It's going to be – snow is going to start coming down and people are going to get in a whole lot of bad driving. It's going to be yep. slick and awful, and I could wait a lot longer for it. But, hey, we're here now. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. <laughs> All right, and again, this is our Friday episode, so it is Vandal Sports. And today we are talking about – First and foremost, we're starting off with Idaho men's basketball. Chris? Yeah. I just want to ask, how much do you like, you know, doing these Vandal Sport Fridays? Because I'm loving it so far. Uh, I, I'm liking it, too. I'm, I'm really liking how we're splitting up the shows now. You know, I like how we can just talk about all football and stuff after Sundays on Mondays and then focus on the Vandal Sports on Fridays. So, I thought our Friday episode last week was really good, so – I'm down to keep talking about Vandal Sports. Yeah, I love it, man. Um, let's look here. So today we're going to be talking about men's basketball, and then we're going to talk about track and field, specifically the throwers, just to kind of add in a little bit more, try and round out the show a little bit. So, But starting off, of course, men's basketball. Uh, so, Chris, heading into the season, we know that last year was, was a tough one for men's basketball. They had the talent. They had some talent, yeah. but they just couldn't quite seem to figure it out until the very end of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming off of last year, what do you think this team – like, what are your kind of your projections for how this team is going to shape out? Um, <laughs> you know, last week I was so clear as to what I thought the Vandal women's program, like women's basketball and John Newley could do. But this week I, am, I have no idea what men's basketball is going to be like this year. Um, right now it seems to me that we have, I think, was it five seniors? Yeah. I think, yeah, five seniors on the squad. So somehow, somehow this is like an experienced squad now, which it doesn't really seem like it. You know, we have Scott Blakeney, who's a senior now, uh, Damon Thacker, uh, those two will probably, I assume, really lead the charge. Um, one thing that one player in particular who I think needs to make a huge jump is Javari Christmas. Um, it's not that he he's a pretty great player, but it's just more of the consistency. I think that he needs to bring every night, uh, especially on the defensive side of things. Um, I'm also curious to see how much progression uh, Gabe Quinette, the, you know, Moscow hometown star, see what he can do. Um there's a lot of questions, but just to see how much growth these players individually have grown throughout the offseason and can they all put it together as a as a team unit now. And I think kind of the biggest thing going off of that is I mean, just with no offseason, with limited yeah. practices or practices like just now coming kind of coming back. I mean, again, it's just kind of how can this chemistry ultimately come together? Kind of how can they figure it out? Um, 
I'm just really not sure. I do have pretty high expectations for them, though, because I think uh, with oh wow, well, because I'm saying that because they have the talent, they have some veteran experience, and they have guys mm-hmm. that they've brought in. Talking with Coach Claus, he and Scott Blakeney, they said guys are just buying in. That's something that they've struggled with the last few years, just having guys, yeah. you know, not ask questions, not try and, you know, change things, just trust the process and get going where guys usually are kind of hesitant at the start to kind of, to kind of go all in. And they said that's yeah, what's definitely. different about this year. And so that's why I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah. Hearing that, that, that definitely raises my expectations that that's definitely been a problem is just players wanting to buy in. I, I think, what will also be a big factor is, you know, the beginning of the season, I think, is going to tell the story, which, you know, yeah, of course, that's a, you would assume that, right? But when it comes to Vandal men's basketball, it's like if, if they get down and out early, it's almost like, well, they, they lose hope, unfortunately. So if they can get rolling early, uh, especially in big sky play, um, that'll really drive their confidence and hopefully – gain some early momentum for the rest of the season. I think like that first like three to four game window is going to be really telling yeah. of kind of what this team's going to be. Cause we saw that last year where it was like, all right, Evergreen state after that game, we were, I mean, we, I think we all thought just like, well, dang, I just don't, we just don't think this team has yeah. this year outside of Trayvon, who's, you know, dropping 20 plus points a night. And it's like outside of that, what else do we really have on this squad? No, yeah, exactly. Um, um, okay, he- heading into this year, yeah, I really like the senior class of, like you said, Javari Christmas, Damon Thacker, Chance Garvin, Baba Carthiambane, and Scott Blakeney. I mean, you have two good posts in there. Scott going to need to make that big yeah. jump on the consistency front. Baba Car, I think, going to need to be a huge guy on terms of the glass and getting rebounds, maybe coming off the bench depending on what Jack Wilson does. Chance has got to be, I think, a knockdown three-point shooter this year. You know, yeah. from the field, he's got to be shooting at least, you know, in the in the 60s, I would say, or high 50s. Uh, from three, you know, he's got to be shooting like 40, maybe 50%. Damon's got to be dishing and dealing just as much as he's scoring. He could – I'm projecting maybe like a 12 points, eight assists a night kind of guy because he can yeah. also score the basketball. And then uh, – What are you – what are your thoughts for Jack Wilson? I want to get him get to him in just a sec. So Javari Christmas, wow. real quick. I think he's a guy that, like you said, just needs to kind of do that next step. He's a very athletic guy. He can get to the rim. He can. He has the athleticism to be great defensively too. And I think he has if he buys in defensively, you know, really use that uses that athleticism to go side to side, stay in front, and get those steals. That'll lead to a lot of fast break chances for him. And I know he has the hops and he can throw down some crazy dunks when he wants to. And so Javari Christmas is going to need to do that. Jack Wilson, I think, is going to need to make a big step up this year. I think last year was, if we're being honest, it was a little bit of a disappointing year because we hyped him up Mm -hmm. so much coming into the year because he was that new transfer from Oregon State. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? And it's not that he didn't eat it bad. It's just like – Everyone hyped him up to be this this world beater, this all-out game changer, and it just never kind of quite panned out like that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Jack Wilson, he needs, he needs to make that jump. Uh, 
there's there was a lot of hype with him coming once he joined the Vandals. So uh, he's really just gotta just gotta prove it. You know, I think that's that's the same thing that goes to all the Vandal big men. It's just proving that they can compete with the rest of the Big Sky because the physicality is something that's been kind of lacking uh, for the Vandals. So if they can bring that physicality early, um, there's a good shot for them. And, I mean, he has really leaned down. I mean, when looking at his mugs, you know, his his photos kind of from year to year, he has really slimmed down. And so I wonder how much that's helped him in terms of his speed, in terms of his endurance and his stamina. Because like he, you you can tell he has lost some weight. He has really slimmed down, and he has. And so I'm interested to see how it's going to translate to the court being a six eleven guy. Yeah, you know, um, maybe he worked really well, probably with some small ball lineups. I assume, right? You know, it just depends if he can stretch out that shooting game at all and develop uh, a deep shooting game for some reason you know yeah um so looking at his stats from last year he played in 18 games appeared in 18 yeah. games he averaged four points and three four points three rebounds uh his career high was 12 points scored double figures four times uh, had eight rebounds which was a season high against weaver state and southern utah and he had two blocks against weaver state like those aren't like bad numbers, but it's just like, all right, that was your no, sophomore but, year. That was your first yeah. full year with the Vandals. But this year, I'm thinking like eight points, at least eight to ten points, five yeah. to six rebounds, and a block or two a game. Like, I don't think those are two crazy numbers to ask for if you're a coach. Well, I mean, I mean, last season, like you said, you know, his season high was eight rebounds. Like that's you know, for a guy his size, he should be getting more than eight rebounds a night. You know, I think, I think if anything, it's just him trying to find a rhythm. He never really seemed like he found a rhythm on the court last year. So hopefully now he's well adapted to, you know, the Vandal culture and what it's like, what, what's expected of him. So um, I think Coach Claus will probably be relying on him pretty heavily. Yeah, and I mean, looking back at last year's team – as I kind of, let, me, let me just pull up their um, their roster real quick here. I mean, what I remember from last year is that, you know, the, the centers and the forwards, they, they kind of, like, gummed everything up. Like, they all just kind of ended up, in my opinion, all just kind of being at the same place at the same time, and it kind of gummed things up down low in the post. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you had really only – four to five forwards on the team. You had Jack Wilson, uh, Michael Hanshaw, who didn't play, uh, Quentin yeah. Forrest, who's six four, and he was our leading rebounder, I believe, Babacar Thiambe yeah. and Scott Blakeney. And even then, Babacar, I think, struggled with some injuries, and Scott just kind of had consistency issues. But again, Quentin Forrest, I believe, was our leading rebounder. He averaged, yeah, five points, five rebounds. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. And he had three double doubles. I mean, when you're six eleven, and, and I mean nothing against Quentin Forrest, but I mean if you're six eleven, seven feet tall, and you're getting out rebounded by a six four, a six four post. I mean, I just think yeah. you know that might. It just comes. It comes down to hustle. That it comes down to hustle plays at that point. So yeah, and I think yeah, I think he with you know 
the fitness he's in now, I think Jack Wilson could make a leap this year. I'm expecting him to make a leap this year because, again, I think he can do it, and I think this team needs him to do that because once he makes that jump, once he kind of makes that leap, I think he'll – I mean, he'll be the starting five if, if, if everything goes well. If you want to yeah. go if you want to go big man lineup, you have Jack at the five, Scott at the four, Chance at the three, maybe Javari at the two, and Damon at the one. Maybe Gabe mm-hmm. at the two if you want some three point shooting there to spread out the floor a little bit more. Um well, I think even even with the second unit, Jack Wilson will be hope hopefully be pretty great, you know, help getting some rebound for that second unit as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you can have Scott Blakeney, Baba Carthiambane, two forwards in the starting lineup. And I would say, yeah, Damon Thacker, Chance Garvin, and Gabe Cornett in that starting five. Because Gabe really impressed me last year, and that's coming from a guy who watched him at Moscow High. And, like, I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, freshman coming in, like, who knows what he's going to do. But he, he's a good three-point shooter. He was a pretty good defender. I mean, I, that's kind of what, oh, yeah, what this team needs. And – um uh, I mean, yeah, Jack Wilson coming off the bench. You have him, I would say, Javari Christmas. And then you kind of get into the guys like the Eisen uh, Berglund, Kendall McHugh, DeAndre Robinson, some of these newer guys that we haven't quite seen, along with the freshmen like Hunter, Jack Madden, of just like, all right, what can they do? And, yeah. that, and that's De- just kind of the thing. DeAndre Robinson is, I think, the most intriguing one, I think, for me, out of all the new guys. Um, last year, he was hurt. Uh, at Tallahassee Community College. But the year before that, his sophomore campaign, uh, he shot really well, 53% from beyond the arc, 76% from the free throw line. Um, this guy seems to be, uh, you know, long to be able to stretch the floor as, you know, any position maybe from two through four possibly. Um, a real good cutter and shooter. So I'm assuming he – you know, don't be surprised if he plays really well this season. Yeah, I mean, like, or that was at Wheeling University. Yeah, he scored yeah, 14 points a game, six and a half rebounds a game, and then he transferred to Tallahassee Community College where he had that injury. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 53% from the floor, 48% from the arc, and he's a good free throw shooter. I mean, again, this is another guy I can see either going in with that first lineup, kind of in that two spot where – I, I think him and Gabe Quinnett are going to be the two fighting for that two spot because I think Chance Garvin's going to be in the three. Damon Thacker's going to be the point guard. And then you have Scott at the four, the five, and then probably Baba Carthiambane in there as well, depending on they want to go big or small in terms of lineup. But I think DeAndre and Gabe Quinnett are, are those are the two that we're going to see as the guys who can stretch the floor, be those three point shooters, are going to be the guys that are going to be vying for that second spot in the, in the, in the rotation. But even whoever comes off the bench, that's still going to be a very important responsibility because I think in order to get these guys like Jack Wilson and Scott Blakeney going down low in the post, you need to spread the floor a little bit and let them go to work one-on-one or kind of give them some room inside the low post. Yeah, definitely. You know, totally random. But remember when we had Cameron Tyson? Remember when we had Cameron Tyson on the team? Oh, yeah, the University of Houston shooting guard. Uh, Yeah, now he's on Houston. What do you a know? wild time. Seems like they got the most three point three pointers by a freshman. Yeah, he was just lighting it up, and then he's like, "Ah, I'm out." Remember we had Jared Rodriguez, <laughs> Cassius Smith, Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then they all left. 
<laughs> we had, we had Gino. such a different squad two years ago. Lucina yeah, Kamara. Gino, Gino, Gino West, right? Gino West. Gino West. Yeah. Kadeem Sam. Um, Did we ever find out where they those guys went to? I I couldn't tell you. Probably I did initially. Like we had Raquandis Mitchell. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raquandis Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. That, 20, 2018, 2019 was a. Uh, that year was something, man. What one of these days we just need to like dissect that squad and just. Oh, we be, like, we for sure can. Happened? That might be a good next week or like you know. Because I know the men are—they're going to be tipping off their season, no, no, late November, early December. So we got some time, but before that, we can go through the past couple years. Because I that mean, year, that year sticks out to me so much, just because like how weird it was. Like that was the year right after I think senior uh, six, senior six, yeah, yep, the year right after the senior six, coming off a high, and then. <laughs> And then after the senior six, that year was was terrible. Let's just I was gonna say I was, it was, I was like it was, it was terrible. bad. It was not great. It was bad. It was not good. Um, was that, I think that was the year we didn't win a single conference game until like the last game or something like that. The last two games. So yeah, Sacramento it was State. Nuts. And yeah, yeah, Sacramento State. And yeah, it's like we won the Big Sky tournament. That's what it felt like. Yeah, uh, what a time. Um, yeah, that was a crazy losing streak. Yeah, I definitely we should definitely take a deep dive into that team. We will because yeah, I remember we, covering that team. That was Perion, um, Perion, Blake, Victor, Chad, um, Oof. Arkady, and, and then Jordan Scott. I mean, oh yeah, that one had, was too. That was the also great there. And then you had Trayvon Allen as a sophomore. Yeah, I know Trayvon. No, it was a freshman. He's oh no, that was a sophomore. sophomore. That was sophomore year, yeah. He's he was he was a freshman. Scott was a freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, yeah. Scott and Chance are the only guys from that freshman class that are still on the team because we had Losini Kamara, Gino West, Jared yep. Rodriguez, uh, Garrett Kingman, and Cassius Smith Francisco. <laughs> all of yeah. which pieced out. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, we should take a deep dive into these past teams, these past few years' teams. It'd be fun. I'd love to do that. Um, but now let's kind of change gears a little bit. Something that I don't think we've ever talked about on the show. I told, no. you, I told you, you know, we, we were going to talk about this coming in. We're going to talk about the throwers for track and field. Because if I'm being honest. So so we're talking about Zach Short and everyone else? Yeah. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> but, I mean, overall, like, when you actually, like, when, like, be honest with me. Did you have a chance to actually look at, you know, the athletes and kind of see what they've done. I did. I did. Uh, I just like, I say Zach Short and everyone else is just like every time you look at Zach Short, like his, his achievements and his stat line just gets larger and larger. It's just totally ridiculous that we have him here at the university of Idaho and what he's been able to accomplish. Someone I wanted to make sure, you know, I put some respect, put some respect on their name was Hannah Ringle. Because, I mean, coming into this year, oh, okay. she's a senior from Sedona, Arizona. She placed first in shot put at the indoor championships in 2019 and fifth in the outdoor in shot put uh, for the outdoor track and field championships for the Big Sky for both of those. Okay. I mean, we, we, we say a lot about Zach Short, and rightfully so we should because he is a very accomplished man. 
He's a centering a senior year. And but I wanted to do the throwers kind of start off because a lot of these throwers, they are dang good. And I want to make sure that we put the respect on their name that I think they deserve because man, they have been doing something so far in their early part or in their careers. And I wanted to shout out Hannah at the start of this. Yeah, I mean, heck, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at another one, Grady Leonard, who's a senior. We have a lot of throwers that are just experienced, very, very experienced seniors. Um, one thing that kind of stood out for me, I mean, yeah, he's a senior here at Idaho now, but this guy was the Idaho Gatorade Player of the Year. Like, yeah. that's that's crazy. That's crazy. So, wow. Just a lot of, um, you know, distinguished people here for track and field that we definitely need to give more love to no yeah and i think colin williams i mean his height isn't listed here but this dude is almost seven foot easy when i like if you stand next to him this is a tall freaking dude entering his senior year too i've you know seen him around campus since my freshman year again a guy who plays third in the weight throw in 2019 in the indoor uh championships for big sky and six in hammer throw again in the outdoor big sky championships I think that this group might be one of the most underappreciated and most talented just in terms of a core group of athletes within a specific event or in a specific group of a sport. Yeah, I think the throwers might be some of the best in terms of what we have at UI, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't know the past that much when it comes to throwers or anything like that, but – from looking at the squad that we have right now, I think you can compete with amongst any of the big side best. So, I mean, heck, uh, I just passed the name. We got Nathan Mahler, too. He was yep. fifth place in 2019 for javelin throwing, 2019 indoor big sky championships. So, all these guys have just shown how much, you know, how great the Vandals are in track and field and throwing in particular. Yeah. And I mean, looking at, you know, the female throwers, I mean, Erica Larson, Victoria Ray, yep. and Keely uh, Rasmussen. Sorry if I, if I butchered that. A lot of these, or those athletes, you know, they're pretty new coming in. You know, they, uh, Erica Larson, you know, hasn't had, you know, a, a podium finish or a super high finish within, um, within her college career yet. But I mean, she was mm -hmm. first in shot put back at, back in Wyoming for the state championship, first in shot put. Uh, in 2017, second in shot put in 15 and 16, and third in discus in 15 and 16. So, I mean, again, it's kind of redundant to say, oh, these college athletes were really great in high school. But I think that kind of helps show, I mean, with this group overall, when you look at where these athletes are when they're seniors or when they entered their senior year, their junior and sophomore years are really when Zach Short and Hannah Ringel made some jumps to be some next level athletes. And I think they can do that in terms of the other throwers within this group and the seniors making that huge jump to being people like Zach short, who we know on a regular basis and making those NCAA tournament appearances. And I think they have a very good shot to do that this year. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we send maybe two guys to the NCAA, uh, NCAA championships in terms of throwers. And I'm based yeah. on Hannah R Ringle. If she can, continue to elevate her shot put if she can make a run for that as well yeah i can i mean i definitely agree with you zach this is this is definitely your lane so like i'm just going to agree with you because i mean 
they they've proved it in the past. Track and field has proved it in the past, just how great they are. So yeah, and I'll I, keep riding riding with that. I will say, you know, formerly living with a high jumper on the team, um, I get to I I've I've definitely heard a lot more about the track and field guys. Been able to talk with them a little bit more, you know, in passing yeah. or it's kind of you know, in you know. Before COVID hit, you know, be going out to dinner with my roommate, and then it's like, all right, his buddies are there, you know, his track, and then I'd be able to talk with mm-hmm. them. So I have, I do have a little bit more about this, but you know what? Next week we're going to be talking about another area that can be either swim and dive, golf, tennis. We got a lot of sports. We got soccer still to talk about, do. volleyball. I, I, we can just keep knocking these out, and I'm glad we were able to knock out this just small section of the very large track and field and cross country teams. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. All right, and now we're going to – I think that was a very good Vandal Vandal Friday right there in terms of talking about basketball and the throwers for track and field. But now let's get to our Pick'ems Games of the Week. Um, this is our little tiny snippet for what we like to do for the pro sports before we head into Sundays and Mondays. Um, yeah. You know, give us give us the record. Who Who's winning when it comes to the Pick'ems? <sighs> Just, just tell us, Zach. Just tell right, us. Who's okay, let, 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 let me count it up real quick. Because usually I have the running okay. total at the top, but okay, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. one, two, three, four, five wins. I got five wins and one, two, three, four losses. So I'm five and four. You are okay. one and zero, oh, one and one, two and one, three and one, four and one, five and one. Five and two, six and two, seven and two. Dang, man! You know, so I just I've just been feeling dangerous lately. I, I what is it? I don't know what it is. I don't know just, what it I'm is. I'm just that good. I'm just that good this year. I I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But listen, we still got a lot of season left to go. We're not even at that midway point yet. So okay, I'm just saying. Yourself. These past two years, these past two years, we've been doing pickums, and I've sucked. I've always sucked at the pickums. So. The fact that I'm doing a lot better is pretty great. All right. <laughs> this week, we have Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Okay. That's our first game. Then we got Jacksonville at the L.A. Chargers at SoFi, the brand-new stadium. First, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Looking at what this Pittsburgh did last difficult. year or last week against the Browns, yeah, that defense is for real. That defense, that front seven might be, might be the best in football. But how can it hang with Derrick Henry and that Titans run game? I want to get your thoughts on yeah. this right now, real quick. Yeah, uh, you know it can go either way. I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes too. Um, you know what's crazy is this: this Titans offense is is legit. It's not just Derrick Henry. It's Ryan Tannehill now too. Um, Where does you know, that sound? Eight, saying Ryan yeah, Tannehill is legit. So weird that Ryan Tannehill right now is playing like a top five quarterback in the NFL. Something I did not ever think I'd say. Uh, so to have Ryan Tannehill playing to the level he is, uh, Derrick Henry just doing his thing, um, and just the the coaching of Mike Rabel and just the coaching staff and and the Titan defense. Titan defense is doing enough to win these games. Um, I don't know. I honestly, personally, I'm just going straight to it. I'm picking Tennessee. 
Ooh, okay. I'm picking Tennessee. I'm picking Tennessee over Pittsburgh. Um, I think it's it's you can go either way, really. It's going to be a close game. I think I'd be shocked if it's a blowout. Um, but I think Tennessee has it. Ten- Tennessee has just proven that they have that. I-, I don't even know how to explain it, but whatever it was that led them all the way to the AFC Championship game last year, and now the momentum just continues to roll. Um, so I- I'm I'm picking the Titans in this one. I've been going back and forth on this one because I hate betting against defenses. Yeah, me just too. Can, can the defense outweigh the offense? Because I think that's kind of just how well do they can the game plan, how well they can they execute. Because we saw what Tennessee did to the Bills, who have one of the better defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. And then we saw what Pittsburgh did to the Browns, who had a, a pretty legit off. Excuse me, a pretty legit offense. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Pittsburgh. I'll go with Pittsburgh. Okay. I'll, I'll right. see what TJ Watt and that front can do. Um, uh, it, it's one of those 50-50s, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Steelers. See if they can get it, and then the the Titans undefeated run. All right. And we I have. Mean- not a bad pick, so. We have former Pac-12 rivals facing off in yep. Week 7. Gardner Minshew against Justin Herbert. Cougar versus Ducks. I mean, in SoFi. See, with how the Chargers have a history of losing close games under Anthony Lynn. Yeah. I I want to pick the Chargers, but I'm just like, if it's their one score game, can I trust them to finish it? And is there just a little bit of Gardner Minshew magic left in that mullet or left, you know, left in those locks? Yeah. But I'm going to go with the LA chargers. I'm going to go with the LA chargers in this one, but I yeah. think it's a pretty close game. I think it's going to be like a five point, four point win. Yeah, I think so. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Justin Herbert hasn't actually got a win yet. Correct. He's still searching his first career yeah. win. Like, I think their only win, the Chargers only have one win, and that was Tyron Taylor. So, yeah. um, I think I think this is the week that they get the win. Um, I, I I'll take the Chargers as well. Um, I think Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert's been balling out and taking that next step amongst all the rookie quarterbacks. So, um, I think yeah, I'm picking the Chargers. Uh, but I agree with you. It's going to be close. Uh, but against that Jaguars defense, I think Herbert's just going to rip them apart. I mean, yeah, like they beat the Bengals by three. They lost the Chiefs by three. They lost the Panthers by five. Lost the Bucks by seven. Lost the Saints by three. Like, so far, Herbert has been, despite the four losses, the Chiefs are legit. He almost went pass for pass with Patrick Mahomes in terms and went to overtime with it. I mean, the Panthers aren't aren't a, aren't a scrub team. The Bucks aren't a scrub team. That's your Super Bowl contender in the NFC. And then the Saints, you know, aren't a bad defense. Don't have a bad defense at all. So I I agree. I think they're going to get the win against the Jaguars this week, and Herbert's going to finally get that first W in in his career as a pro. Yeah. Um. 
I think that ends things off pretty nicely right there. Chris, anything you want to add on before we head out? Um, Let's see. You know, World Series is continuing, has started. I don't know if you know the sack. Uh, uh, I know how much you love baseball. I don't know how much you love baseball. Yeah. But uh, right now it's 1-1 with the Rays and the Dodgers. Okay, so they did tie um, it up. Okay. They tied it up. The Rays tied it up in game two. Um. If you want, since we don't have a third, we didn't pick a college football game. If you want to pick, if you want, we can, we can do our uh, third game of the Rays. It's game three tonight. I'll go, I'll go Dodgers. I'll go Dodgers. You go Dodgers? I'm going to guess you're going to go yeah. Dodgers too. Uh, I was thinking Dodgers. Yeah. I think yeah. Dodgers might do it. But Listen, I don't know. The Rays, the Rays bullpen is really good, but the Dodgers, Dodgers hitters are just, I don't even know what the matchup is. Let's I will, see what the matchup is. I'll take your word for it. Um, because again, <sighs> baseball. Sorry to anyone that's a baseball fan out there. No disrespect to you, but to me, it's a snooze fest. Like I don't get it. I just don't get it. I. Oh, actually, I'm gonna switch it up. I'm taking the Rays. Okay. All right. I'm taking the Rays. They got Charlie Morton uh, pitching tonight. And oh, he's... not Charlie Morton. What? <laughs> Listen, he's been he's been a consistent stud for the Rays all year long, uh, all postseason long as well. So, um, I think he can shut down the Dodgers hitters tonight. Uh, so yeah, I'm taking the Rays to take Game Three. Wow, that is what a pick! I yeah, I'm Riley also Morton's I, I want to do baseball. Said. I wanted to do baseball just because it's – I feel like it – I mean, it's going to be difficult like either you, way. It's really 50-50, but maybe I can steal one. I was, I was like I say, you, you think you steal can one from you. get a totally inexperienced me yeah, exactly. and just sneak one out yeah. while you're wearing the Yankees, Yankees hat. Yeah. 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 All right, go Dodgers. Exactly go, go Clayton Kershaw and Mookie Betts. That, those are the two players I know. Yeah, so hey, at least you, he, he at least you there, know right? them. Uh, no, he's not there anymore. He's on the Reds. I think so. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's on the team anymore. Yep. I, boop. Can't can't even think of anyone on that team right now. But outside of <laughs> Kershaw and and Bet, it's the World Series. How can you not enjoy the World Series at least? You know, I get it. It's, it's baseball, baseball with no fans. How, okay, I cannot think of a worse event than baseball uh, with no fans. But it's postseason baseball. This is where the chess match just gets. Let me know when it's an elimination high. game. This is where it matters. Let me know. These all are. Oh my gosh! Show some respect. Also, I want to give. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but I just want to say we need to give more respect to Joe Buck. You know, I say this at least once a year, every year. But man, that guy's like the hardest working sportscaster. Yeah, you're right. Right now, he's All doing right. Thursday I mean, night. Like, he's doing Sunday game of the week, he and he's doing the World Series. Okay, he had the Sunday game in Tampa, then Monday night game in Buffalo. Then he's like, "Well, World Series game one, World Series game two, and then the Thursday night game." And I'm assuming he's going to be there for for World Series Game Three. That's six straight days of light work, light of yeah, light work. Like, can you like? 
uh, that'd be fun for the first three days. But imagine just like having to get your mind like back and forth. Like, okay, no, we're doing baseball. Like, oh no, I'm I was studying for this. It's like that's crazy, man. See, he's gonna have like maybe one day off on Saturday and then back to it on Sunday. I I love. I mean. That's what I would, if I can have that and kind it's of. It's been good calls. He's been no, that's been calling really good this year. He has a, like people had an issue with him for the longest time, and like he's still not my favorite. But you got to admit he's he's good at what he does. He's gotten a lot better over the last like ten years, and he is oh, he's, yeah. he's one of the best in the business. That's that's just without a doubt. Yeah, when it comes to football, he's definitely gotten better. When, baseball, he's like perfect for baseball. He's always been the voice of the World Series, and. Yeah doing a great job so man shout out to joe buck see i hope that i have that issue too of just doing too many sports too many days in a row of calling them that's that's exactly. the dream right that's the thing i want the joe buck problem like i want that i want to be like man dude i'm just like oh, the nfl so and the world I'm series so just ugh. yeah so like, much to gosh. do i'm so stressed out i had to call three world series games this week and I'm making Plus millions of dollars to NFL. do it. I know. Golly. Like, <laughs> All right, Chris. Talk about I, someone <laughs> not having a bad 2020 is Joe Buck. True. I think this is a good place to end it off right here. Um, looking forward to not watching the World Series tonight. Uh, let me know how it goes. I'll probably oh, see the ESPN update. Man, um, come on. Chris, anything you want to plug before we head out here and I wrap up our, our show? Uh, you know, I have another podcast called the Yolo cast where we talk about games, movies, TV, all that good fun stuff. Uh, you can catch us at anchor.fm slash the dash Yolo cast, or you can listen to us on Spotify or Google podcasts. If you search for the Yolo cast, there you go. You can catch us both out on social media, myself at Kellogg underscore Zach. And Chris at Chris underscore Dermer. Dermer is all capitalized, and it is D-E-R-E-M-E-R. The Vandal scoreboard every Friday and Monday, KUIA 9.3 FM at 5 o'clock. You can catch us out on Spotify, on CastBox, and wherever else you listen to podcasts outside of Apple Podcasts at the moment. Um, Outside of that, thank you so much for listening again for our Vandal Fridays. We'll see you all again on Monday for we talk the NFL, the NBA, and everything else, and some World Series, I guess. Um, and until then, thank you so much for listening and remember go vandals, roll vandals.